Hey guys, it's Lisa and welcome back to my podcast. I'm so, so, so excited for today's episode because I'm not alone. Um, I'm here with my friend Kato. Hey guys, it's Kato or Carlo or now it's Carol. <laughs> she has three names. <laughs> it's a long story, but we'll get there. Yeah, and um, I'm just so excited to have a guest here. I couldn't think of anyone more perfect to have as my first guest, so... I'm excited, guys. Um, I've always wanted to be in a podcast, and Lisa's is the best so far, so this is going to be awesome. Dreams do come true. Of course. I can't believe I made it. (laughs) But um, a little background story on us. Where do we even start? So we grew up together. From day one? Not day one. From like... Let's say, what, from seven, eight years old? So I was probably five or six. Yeah. I was, like, seven, eight, nine, around there. And we had, like, this big group of friends, but me and one of our other friends were, like, the younger ones. Mm-hmm. So you guys would always be doing your own thing, <laughs> and you'd be like, ah, Maureen and Lisa, they're too young. Yeah, it was literally, there was seven of us. Lisa, Maureen were... And Muldani were the younger ones, and then um, Margaret, Shido, and was Lavender? Lavender. Yes, Lavender was like later on, and then me were the older ones. But I was like in the age where everybody who turned older was, you know, like in that group. Mm -hmm. Either were older than me, but I wasn't there yet with them, but I was still older. Like, old enough to be part of their group, but still young enough to be part, part of, of your group. So I was like, she in was the middle. middle. She was literally the middle. Yet. <laughs> like, we would always wish, like, oh, we wish we could be hanging out with them. And Kat would be like, just come. Like, it'll be fun. Yeah. She was, like, the inclusive person out of everyone. She's not, you know how older people, especially when you're younger, mm-hmm. older people are like, ah, we're too old for you. We can't be hanging out with you. But she was always like, just come. It was literally back and forth. And till what? Till high school? I think. Yeah. And then everybody started changing, and you know how high school is. <laughs> everybody has their own little journeys. Things go bad sometimes. They, you know, people need to like drift off a little bit and mm-hmm. just figure out who they are. Most of us all separated, but like there was still a few of us who were still talking here and there. But I don't want to say the group isn't still strong. Because there's still communication, but we still really need to, like, reach out and, you know... Like, I think we've rekindled. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've rekindled a few of them, mm-hmm. but we need to reach out to the other still ones. Going. still going. And then I also remember when I got in my accent, you came over, <laughs> and you, like, just hung out with me, and it was literally the sweetest thing. When I was told that Lisa... Was riding her bike and got hit by a car. I was so confused. No, girl, I didn't get hit by a car. That's what they told me. What? Yes, I was like, she got hit by a car, and then you clarified and you, you hit a car. <laughs> it, was and then it was funny. Like you told me, like you hit a parked car, <laughs> Lisa. There was grass on the other side. You could have fallen into. You hit a car, but it was just good to know that you were okay. Though that was a very interesting. And then I think, like, the, the scar above my eyebrow was, like, there was, like, a little hole in it. Mm-hmm. She's like, Lisa, there's a hole in your face. <laughs> I had Lily. What are they called? Hibijibis. Hibijibis. <laughs> and you were, 
I think that was the day you're like, yeah, I could never be a doctor Mm-mm. or work in the health field. And I wanted to be a surgeon, but after I seen a hole in somebody's, like, eyebrow, <laughs> I was like, no, I can't, that's not my calling. That's not for me. It ain't, no, 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 it's not. But, yeah, we've, like, known each other since childhood, um, teenagehood, if that's a thing. And then now we're in our, what, young adult college life yet very young and married <laughs> so yeah let's talk about that mm. <sighs> i don't even know like where to start because i my i didn't even know myself i was gonna be where i'm at right now mm-hmm. because i've always thought i was gonna get married last from all our friends <laughs> so I, I already knew growing up i was a flirt so boys <laughs> being like with one guy was not on my to-do list. I was like, I'm going to be young and just enjoy life and just be like, do me and only concentrate on myself and just get myself where I need to be. But, you know, God is like, LOL, I like that, but I have my own plan. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to work out. <laughs> so, like, you know, just all the different college ideas and choices that I had did work out for me. Like, the only thing that did work out for me is where I'm at right now. So, I don't know. I mean, ask questions. Like, I don't know how Um, to get into it. I feel like you, like, everything, every stage of life you've gone through, like, it might not have happened the way you thought it would, but you just Mm -hmm. flourish in it. And I just want to know how, because it's like, I totally didn't plan this, but it's working out so perfectly for me and in my favor. And how do you do that? <laughs> Give me the end. You make it sound easy. It is hard, and sometimes you literally just want to run away from God, but you can't get far. <laughs> um, so the first time, I'm just gonna say the first real life, like real world, eye opening situation I had to like, like God is out there, and I need to like figure out what it is that I was called to do. Mm-hmm. Was when my dad passed, because mm-hmm. I was only, what, like, what, 16? You're so young. Yeah, I was really young, but at the same time, I was old enough to start, like, figuring out myself mm-hmm. and making choices for my future. And I guess before all that, I was living in a little bubble of, you know, life is great. Like, what could go wrong? I do this. I can get out of it. Um, I do this, you know, there's some, always someone there to help. Family's always there, but no, nah, after everything, like, my dad passing, my whole world switched, you know, took a whole 360 turn. Or is it 180? 180. 180. 180. 360, you end up back where you started. Back where I was. <laughs> anyway, 180, guys. Don't make a 360 turn. But 180. And it was just like, I grew up instantly like as soon as I had to deal with helping my mom pay bills or like like being worried for Weedick Mm because now he's not growing up with a dad and I had to be the one to kind of like let him know which choices which choices to make because you know Ken at the time wasn't dealing with my dad's death the same way Mm -hmm. so it was like really hard at that time so I just chose to do things different and then like nothing seemed correct and that's when I was like God like this is not making sense why did you do this mm-hmm. 
And that that was like the first time I was like challenging God. Like, you know what? <laughs> you don't piss me off. <laughs> like, we gonna figure out something. Like, we need to, you know, come together and figure out something. And that's when like he started really answering help to me. Because okay, so I mean, we're taught that you shouldn't like like test God. Mm-hmm. I tested him, and I was like, <laughs> you know, sometimes. The, as kids in the crowd, like, well, God, if you're real, then move that tree. Like, not that kind of testing. I used to do that all the time. I was like, God, just do something. Yeah, turn that light green. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd wait, and nothing happens. Like, okay, we'll just, next time. Next time, next I time. believe in you guys. <laughs> right. I still believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought I was the only one that did that. But, um, uh, so I had came from hanging out with my friends. I, I came home. And I was so high. And I was like, well, God, if you're real, then speak to me. And boom. Like, I didn't even have to wait. And he was just like, like, I felt him in the way that he wanted to speak to me. And he's like, well, I'm here. Oh, my goodness. What are your questions? And being high, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is not normal. Like, I should not. Do I need to call someone? Like, is this actually happening? Or is this just because I'm high? I was, like, really tripping. But, you know, he answered me, and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. And he's like, if you just start, like, trusting me, I have a plan. This is all going to make sense for you. And, like, that night I cried because he opened up so much and just showed me so much. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, like, if that's what I got to do now, then, you know, I just, I, I got to sacrifice and give up my old life mm-hmm. and start this new growth of like growing up and becoming this woman he wants me to be and like walking with him daily mm-hmm. and just the real cattle is what he wanted because at the time it's like when you're young 16 years old you don't know yourself yeah. you're doing so because your parents are doing or you're doing this because your parents don't want you to but 16 and wanting to be like oh I'm gonna figure out myself it was very hard and you can like tell that that's God mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. cause like when I started hanging out with a lot of you guys or school friends, I've noticed that, like, some of the old things I did, I just didn't enjoy anymore. Or some of the people I spoke to, I didn't connect to anymore. And then that's the first time I started feeling depression. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you don't know it's depression, so you're just like, ah, I'm just really sad. <laughs> so let me just take myself away from this situation. Mm-hmm. But, like, from then to now, I know how to deal with depression. Back then, it's just like, you would go listen to music. And, like, your parents would notice it, but they'd be like, what's wrong? It's like, oh, nothing, just, you know, I'm tired, and then you sleep. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, it's, that, yeah, just high school itself was a very, like, interesting a time letter. that God put a test in me after I asked him, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want with me? Um, but I feel like I've just always seen you in different situations or different things that you've never anticipated and you were just always like at peace with it you just always maybe that was your public face but you just always seemed like peaceful i think it's because the way we were raised like not to react when things happen and just go with them and like own up to them um i knew that if i got caught doing something i can't run away from it because I got used to getting in trouble so much with my parents. It's like if someone else's parents found out, like, okay, and that's now you know. So what? 
like, are you going to help me or are you just going to, you know, sit there and make me feel bad about it? Yeah. So I just got used to, like, people shaming me or making me feel bad about, like, being young and not making the right choices. But, um, one thing I did do is, like, I count to ten. If I'm, like, in a bad situation, I'm like, just count to ten. Like, the worst that could happen is you dying. And I look around like, is there a truck about to hit me? No. So I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll survive. You know, there's going to be a tomorrow. There's going to be a next day. I'll get through this. Like, yes, sure, we'll get an ass whooping or something. But tomorrow I'll be fine. (laughs) Next week I'll get my phone back. Like, I was always thinking about, like, ahead instead of, like, the moment. Yeah. So it was just easier to think of stuff that way. And it helped me go through it faster. But it's different now because... As an adult, you have to deal with situations now, <laughs> in the moment. You can't run away from it. And so. when, when do you think you, like, made that transition mm-hmm. and realized that? I think that was... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was probably after I graduated DMAC because the whole time from graduating high school, then going to school at DMACC, then graduating, and then people, like, telling me I should go to Houston or or Chicago or whatever college is the next one that people are talking about, was always because someone was telling me to. Mm -hmm. And that's so easy Mm -hmm. in the African community, Mm -hmm. because, like, growing up with the same group of people, like, I know they want a future for you so badly, but just, like, everyone's opinions get in your head, and you're like, maybe I am supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I sh- am. Yeah, right. They know me. They're, they've known me all my life. They don't know. I mean, they do know what's good for me, so exactly. I don't know what's good for myself. But, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows you. Only God knows and your you. Mom. Yep. And your mom. Uh, and your mom knows the most <laughs> of you, but that's true. God at the knows same everything. time, you could be hiding stuff from your mom, and it's hard for her to really know the real you. Yeah. So, like, after I graduated um, with my associates, I was like, I didn't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I just wasted my life. Really? Yeah. Like, it was fun doing interior design, but I was like, I literally was dying in class every single day. Like, I had fun, but it's just, it's not for me. I don't want to feel like that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's when the second time I had, like, a real, real encounter with God. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, well, um, I gave you this talent to draw. And you don't seem to really care about it. <laughs> you can play piano. And I made you a creative person. So what are you doing with yourself? I'm like, oh. You're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, I didn't, I didn't see that. You know, one plus one, that ain't make sense to me. <laughs> but so then that's when I decided I'll probably do something with music, art, and like that creative field. Other than like what you're being pressured into doing. And engineering. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started claiming things. It was hard, though, like, just telling people, like, yeah, so I, I switched from architecture to to music. You know, people would be like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> kind of what? <laughs> music, like, how? <laughs> What's music? Like, people study music? <laughs> and then the first person to support me was my mom obviously because then she started noticing that I didn't care what everybody else thought yeah she's like you know what? if you're gonna do something then just if you're gonna do music do it all the way and make sure you finish it or if you're gonna do art do it all the way mm-hmm. like, 
just do it, don't be scared. And then that's when everybody started taking me serious because I wasn't changing it. I was like, well, like, first of all, you're not... But chill. Sorry, guys, we're back. Um, (laughs) Kato's cat just gave birth. (laughs) cat just gave birth (laughs) under our couch. (laughs) It's adorable. Anywho, you were talking about school (laughs) and people taking you seriously. Yes. Um, At first, no one took me seriously at all. And then... um, I started, like, listening to scriptures about speaking it into existence Mm. and being confident with what God calls you because how can you get to where he wants you to be if you can barely, like, claim or rejoice or just even, like, speak out about where God wants you to be at. And so I was just like, you know what, you're right. I have to let people know, like, this is what I have to do. I'm not playing. Yeah, like, I'm not here to play games. Like, if you guys don't like it, then you're just gonna have to sit on the side and watch me grow. Like, wow. That's Wait, it. that's so... Snaps? <laughs> Say a lot of people people be back. <laughs> just gonna watch me grow. <laughs> so, and when I started doing that, I started noticing a lot of people either drifted away from me or supported me the most. Mm. And not even, like, people my age, but, like, the parents Mm group-wise. And someone who specifically did, like, help me a lot or encourage me a lot with whatever I decided to do was um, Baba Masharia. Mm -hmm. I knew you were going to say that. I love that man. Other than my husband, I love this man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He is, like, I mean, he was already, like, a great, you know, friend to my dad. I felt like he also took that responsibility of raising us, too, mm-hmm. even if he wasn't there a lot. But just the words he uses and just the way he treats us is so respectful and so encouraging. And it's just different from the way like we're used to with other parents. He actually wants us to, he's like, do what you love to do. Do what you want. Don't listen to these Kenyan parents. Like, just... I know they you, have good intentions, mm-hmm. but... When it comes down to it, like, you can't discourage someone mm-hmm. from pursuing what they've been told is, like, good for them, you mm-hmm. know? And he's always willing to, like, just listen to why I want to do the things I want to do mm-hmm. or, like, what's my reason behind it. Not just, like, oh, you're doing it? Well, that's weird. Like, you need to do something else. So just him being able to listen. And he's like, you know, if you need help with money, I'm there. If you need help with the rides, I'm there. And he was there, like... He was really there. And honestly, when I make it, wherever God wants me to be, like, he is going to be one of my, like, first priorities to go and, like, help. Mm -hmm. And just thank him because if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have took myself serious either. So, just, people took me more serious. And when he took me serious, like, everybody to me was, like, they were all just out of sight. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't see nobody else. I just see... All my support group, my mom's okay with this. If my mom's okay with this, then this must be, like, fine. This is my calling. Yeah, that's what I always say. I'm like, mm-hmm. if my mom says it's okay, what is someone else, like, yeah. gonna say? Y'all didn't birth me. You didn't <laughs> carry me for nine months. <laughs> so, if my mom's fine with this, I'm gonna do it. And I was happy. Yeah, so I just just started making decisions that made me happy. And I wasn't, like, worried or stressing over you know approval from other people and making other people happy so i was just if it makes god happy then it has to make me happy mm-hmm. so this this must be right for me if i'm this happy doing this 
Yeah. So I never thought about it like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in a good space and I know that something's going right, I'm like, then this is what God wants me to do. And that's how I felt with art, music, and a neocon. And like, honestly, if you're, if you end your day just so peaceful, cause you know that like every decision you made, um, was right with God and you know that it was God's purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel like that just brings you so much joy and peace in, of a, in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, a verse that I wanted to share was Deuteronomy 5.33, which says, Stay on the path that the Lord has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land that you're about to enter and occupy. And I thought this was perfect because it just explains you and like everything that's happened to you. Every time you say that, I just want to laugh. Why? Because it's... It's true, the verse itself is true, and the steps that I took is true, but it's so hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm always going to tell people that, that it's hard, but it's worth it, because, you know, again, it's a treasure map that you have to figure out yourself. Nobody's there to help you, like, everybody's journey is different, mm -hmm. that's for sure. So your mom's journey is different, but she can give you, like, some tips on how to, I guess, listen to God better or deal with temptations and stuff like that better. But at the end of the day, you're the one who has to make your own choices of whether or not to continue with this weird journey of getting to know God and getting to, I don't know, enter into your calling or just, like, live a normal life and be a sheep of this world. So mm -hmm. I chose wow, that's I'll just be, you know, take the hard test and just do it this way instead. And that's what I chose to do, and that's how I ended up getting married at 20 years old. Taking the road <laughs> less traveled. Mm -hmm. And it was hard, because I already knew in my mind, before like actually telling people that we were going to get married, it was hard to accept it myself. I was like, ah, Carol, <laughs> you're crazy. Like, no, this is not, you weren't supposed to do this. Like, you were supposed to go to school first. Like, And I tell people like all the time that sometimes your biggest enemy is yourself, mm -hmm. because if you have doubts... Your doubts will literally drown you in your sleep and it's gonna be hard to get away from that because it's you yeah so once, it's like in your head mm -hmm. so I decided to first like before really letting people know what my choice was I wanted to make sure it was grounding grounding grounded in me mm -hmm. and that I had accepted it fully and I knew it like exactly this was what God wanted and it was gonna work out for me perfectly And once I was good with myself, I just, we let, who, like, we let our parents know, and then we let our pastors know, and, you know, they asked us, are you sure? Are you sure? And after the third one, we started taking boot camp <laughs> and showing them that we were serious, like, we're going to take marriage boot camps and all these different things, and we started seeing each other less because we wanted to avoid, like, you know, making any mistakes, falling into temptation. Mm -hmm. I started visiting parents for marriage you know um i guess like premarital counseling yeah it's very weird with every parent we went to i didn't grasp everything at first and i didn't accept everything either mm -hmm. because some things worked for them it's not gonna work for us so i didn't like i don't want to say listen but i didn't like agree with everything that everybody was telling me i feel like that makes life so hard mm -hmm. like Everyone's gone through life, yet 
you can't listen to what everyone's saying because everyone's life is different. So mm-hmm. you're kind of just on your own in this world. You have God, but you're kind of just here like, what do I do? Because <laughs> one of the craziest one I heard, I'm not going to say whose parents it was, but they told us that you should be engaged for five years and then get married. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, you know, I'm I'm really I'm usually really good at holding my tongue mm-hmm. and just letting people speak so I can like we can end the conversation early and I can go about my day with my own like decision and options. Mm-hmm. But they could see with my face expression <laughs> once in five years. I think I turned my neck really hard. <laughs> when I didn't notice. They're like, is that too long? And I was like, um, you know, it's just five years just seems like a long time. And then I told them to explain it. And they were like, well, they're just like. You have to get your financials ready, ready for each other, because this is not about taking care of yourself. It's about taking care of each other and the future you guys plan on having. I'm like, well, that makes sense. But it's like, if God has already promised me that we're going to be fine, I'm not going to worry about money, mm-hmm. men, stuff, like like the world things. And that's um, something that like I feel like holds people people back from doing what God is like telling you to do like if god says you need to be here they're like well i don't have the financial means to be there right now Mm -hmm. but like where there's god's will like he will make a way Mm -hmm. because honestly (laughs) when we did get married um we got married with five hundred dollars because of like the wedding together we put it we put the budget and everything and 500 was the most we wanted to use and that's what we used so we were in, in a real tight budget because it's like if we got any help from other people, then they would want to be part of the wedding. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're going to do this ourselves. Um, but yeah, they're like, get your financials ready. You know, you got to make sure that he can take care of you when you're sick. And da da da. I'm like, well, yeah, that's, it's going to work out anyways. We're already mm-hmm. married, so we're going to find a way to yeah. make that work. And then they said, um, you got to make sure you take marriage counseling for a year. You got to make sure you know this person. I'm like, you know, this is where Kenyans mess up <laughs> because that's what dating is for. Yeah. Or courting is for. To get to know each other. You can court for a year or date for a year. You get to know the person. And a lot of, you know, African parents don't let their kids date. That's why they do it in private or, you know, in secret. They're dating these people for such a long time. By the time they're married, people are like, you don't know this person. It's like, we've been dating for five years. <laughs> you just <laughs> you didn't, didn't know. I didn't want to tell you because you wouldn't tell me I don't, I don't need a boyfriend. I need a husband, which would have made none, like, no sense. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, that to them, when I told them about dating, they're like, what? Dating? Like, why do you need to date? Just being good and then get to know each other. Yeah, it was... Some really weird things. Other than that, like, they're just, like, you gotta make sure this is the person, so, like, you know, you gotta get to know their family, too. I'm like, that's what dating is for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that just may be the difference between, like, Western culture and, like, Kenyan culture. Because, like, I'm, I always think if I, like, I'm always, like, I'm never gonna bring a man home mm-hmm. unless I know that's my husband. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my parents to be meeting, like, these boyfriends. And yeah. I told my mom that once. I was, like... Yeah, I don't think I would ever, like, talk about someone unless I knew, like, they were the one or not, or I was serious with them. And she's like, well, um, like, what are you doing messing with people who aren't serious? And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, you're right. <laughs> and well, what happened was. <laughs> and so that just kind of hit me. I was like, you're right. Um, what's the harm in, I feel like with Kenyans, they just think, or Africans bring 
you get to know the family once you know this is the person. But if you bring someone in when you're dating, your family can be like, I really don't, I don't know about this person. And they can give you their input before you get too deep into the relationship. And then it's first for us because we're girls, so they really don't want that. But if it's a guy, they're like, oh, bring half for dinner. Like, let's meet Hash. Oh, she's just your friend. That's okay. She's a friend. We can still just meet her. <laughs> like, who's her family? Like, they'll be so open for boys to date. But then it's like, girls, no. No. Once you find your husband, you get married right away. It's like, well, how do I know? You will know. You will know. God will tell you. You can't so, date till you're married. Right. That makes no sense. <laughs> but... I just had a face, like, just different, I don't know, different views of what marriage was. And it was, I got my parents' side, I got pastor's side, I got everybody's side. And, like, one thing that worked for me was just remembering that I'm marrying my best friend. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's a relationship. And sometimes we're not going to get along. Um, and as a, like, when you have a best friend, you usually know how to, like, talk to them or you know them so it just makes things a lot easier to but then what I had to put in was I'm a wife so sometimes I'm gonna have to not say anything because men will know what to do and I have to get used to sometimes actually having to listen to him <laughs> and not saying anything which works fine with me because sometimes I make the stupidest choices <laughs> but like and then getting used to sometimes for him of listening to me because men will think they know everything but women in the, are in the back like observing observing everything. everything and so sometimes we just have a better way of doing stuff mm -hmm. a faster way or smarter way so it's just we're learning still and we just like you know if we're gonna get married let's just jump in now and like not and just our focus is not on people and that made a lot of people mad which was fine with me because it really tested me and I really grew now because now I'm like I can walk around with no, like, I care for nobody mm -hmm. in the world. Like, it's just me, God, and my husband. Mm -hmm. My family, too, and, like, my friends and stuff. But you know what I mean? I can, yeah. like, walk around with confidence saying I can make my own choices without, without having people, like, pull me down or slow me down mm -hmm. because of that testing that we went through. That experience. Mm -hmm. That was, like, I think that's a really good foundational thing that you went through, like, to begin your marriage. Because now, like, as you go through life, as you're making decisions, like, as a wife, mm -hmm. not as a teenager, <laughs> not as a child, like, literally as a wife, mm -hmm. you know, people are going to be bringing you so many opinions, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, literally, um, like, people treat me different now because they can see how serious I was. They're like, oh, yeah, wow, she was that serious that she, like, did it completely different, and it's not, she's not ashamed of it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm very open. When people ask me why I did it that way, I'm going to tell you. But I'm not going to go around before you ask me, just explain. Like, look, you weren't invited because blah, 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 blah. Like, no. Yeah. Unless you ask, I'll let you know. But other than that, I'm just going to mind my business and just be happy with my life. That's so hard for me to do. Like, I feel <laughs> like I explain myself before, like, when I don't need to. Mm. Just to, like, I'm like, oh, I need to explain myself to this person. But at the end of the day, you really don't. Mm -hmm. You don't at all. You don't. People don't need explanations. Like... Imagine if God had to explain everything all the time. He'd be exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, if you just wait till the end, you will know. And that's what I think about it now. It's like, whatever I'm doing now, I'm not going to explain to people until I get to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. People are going to be like, oh, that's why she did it that mm -hmm. way. So, and I guess that's like where my Bible verse can kind of come in. Alright, so the Bible verse I want to share with you is Deuteronomy 
I can never say it, so don't judge. <laughs> 30, um, 16. And it says, For I commend you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. And this is not the first time I've seen this verse, but every time I, I like, see it or read it or hear it, I'm like, yo, this is mine. This is mine. <laughs> because, like, with already going through so many tests, tests that he has thrown at me and, like, the visions he's shown me, I just know, like, my main focus is the land that he's going to give us, which it could be whatever. Not literal land. Yeah, not literal. It, that would be amazing <laughs> if he was going to give me my own land. But Amen. Like, I, yes. But um, I just think of it like if God already says right now, if all we have to do is obey him, and he's going to give me, like, whatever he knows I need, let it be. I'm going to do it. And honestly, I think there's like, there's two steps to um, living your best life or living God's best life for you. Mm -hmm. And like the first step is always prayer. It's asking him for clarity, asking him for um, a new lens on your life. And you want his perspective to be the your perspective, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everyone always starts there. They're like, God, tell me what to do. Um, I want what you want. But then there's a second step that we kind of forget to do, <laughs> and that's obedience. And when you pair those two together, that's when you um, get all the benefits. Mm -hmm. So on my, actually like written on my board near my desk, I have pray and obey like written there because I always forget the second part. <laughs> okay. It's a two, it's a like a... It works together. Mm -hmm. You have to do both sides. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, because it's so true. And I also heard that good jokes contain, what, the truth or something. And I just think that's, like, so funny because it's so true. But um, when it comes to obeying, it is so hard. It's so hard. But... You when you learn to just like the first time you do it and like okay okay then this is it gets easier from time to time but the first time when you actually have to obey you like but like you know if God was to give you a vision right and he's like ah you're gonna have money you're gonna be prosperous you just that's the only thing you concentrate on ah, I'm gonna have money so next year I should have a new job mm -hmm. like you start making up your own little things like ah I might win the lottery and then you just only focus on money you focus on the destination mm -hmm. not the journey mm -hmm. and then it feels like it's taking forever and then you start experiencing getting like no money you lose your job you lose your car you become broke then you're in debt and like what you talking about prosperous like i don't got nothing right now <laughs> but and you and, just lose your faith in god mm -hmm. and that's the worst but it's like because god doesn't want you to just not only focus on your destination, but he wants you to understand why he's put you where you are now so you can grow and understand, like, your struggles and everything that he's teaching you at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that uh, you'll get there, but at the moment, please just concentrate on this because it will get you there. Mm -hmm. But it's always hard. Obeying, you just have to 
do it at the moment, and then you would know that it's going to push you closer to your destination. Um, it's hard, but... It works. Do it. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, your, your vision focus, like changes. Mm-hmm. It starts going, ooh, ooh, the destination. And God's like, no, look at me, look at me. Right. <laughs> look at me right now and just listen. And then sometimes you actually make your journey a lot longer than it needs to because... Oh, I never thought about that. You, you think you already got to your destination because you got something good. But that was just God, like, giving you a, a breadcrumb of what mm. your destination was. So you get comfortable. Amen. And you don't want to keep moving. So then God's like, oh my God, now I gotta do something. Yeah, this child, <laughs> only he listens. <laughs> Now I gotta make sure that they know this is not where they're supposed to be. And then, while you're so comfortable here, something just bad happens. Mm-hmm. Or, not always bad, but something completely turns around and you're like, oh dang, I'm not there yet. <laughs> you can feel that you're not like as happy as you want to be, or you're not full, or you know, your life isn't very fulfilled yet. You're not satiated. Mm-hmm. You don't, you haven't met it yet until you're praying. He's like, well, are you ready to continue on this journey? And you're like, I guess. Like, you didn't have to come at me like that, but... <laughs> I enjoy this moment, but can I just take it with me? <laughs> and that's where, like, I think about it. I just got done dealing with the wedding. Mm-hmm. So that was a journey for me. And I was like, okay, this is my time now. I can shine, go to school, music, art, become this artistic coddle I've never been, this Carlo, Carol, become this three-character person. <laughs> three in one, the holy right. trinity. Like, I'm going to be this amazing person. I'm going to be so bad. And I'm going to get locks and tattoos. And I'm going to become my person. And then God's like, yeah, but I really want you to be a mother first. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, me? <laughs> right now? Like, I'm only, I'm barely 21. Like, are you sure? I'm not even allowed to get drinks how am i supposed to have a child you trust me with a child and yeah so so i guess now having a child and becoming a mom and raising a family is his next step for me to fulfilling my journey i'm scared but i'm so excited i'm so excited that's gonna be such a beautiful baby i know i'm so excited (laughs) the community is gonna be shook this is is gonna be a, a spoiled baby and not just by us everybody else everyone like i feel like we're gonna be like the least spoiled parents like no we can't have too much of this and we want you to like understand how life is and everybody's like no here have five of them (laughs) (laughs) you can get anything you want from us so when you guys like first um got married or like we're dating when when did you think you were gonna have kids two years from now I actually wanted to get pregnant, like, after turning 24. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Because I actually wanted to get on, like, a birth control or something. But the week I went for my appointment, I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) So I couldn't get on birth control. And for the longest, I thought we were going to be those couples that, like, it takes long to have a child. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you have to try multiple times. But nope. You know, we tried on. We were barely, like, two, three months like married and I got pregnant. You just got on it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I guess this is what God wants. Like when I took the test I was like, Are you serious? Like I just looked at him like, Are you serious? <laughs> like, really? You're this serious. 
But it's a new chapter. It's so exciting. I know. I'm very excited. I'm so excited to see everything just fall together. I all at the same time, I almost feel like this is his last like hard throw with my young self. Mm-hmm. Because once I pass this, there's gonna be this huge like overflow, I guess to call it, and blessing or whatever it is that he's been like all the promises and everything he's been keeping from me. Like this is the last. Surprise, almost. Surprise before I actually get there, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like the last present, and then after that, he's like, well, you know, like, after that, you're just going to get everything you I've been telling you about. But, you know, it's not going to be easy, too. Like, yeah. It's going to be small stuff, but it's just going to start making sense. Like, yeah. Everything is just going to come falling my way and making it a lot easier for me because I've listened to him and obeyed <laughs> him, so that's what I'm feeling spiritually that's what i'm feeling hopefully is what it is because i can't i don't know if i can do with like another curveball <laughs> while with a child like, <laughs> but i admire you Kato. oh you just you always like i feel like you just always know what's up thank you <laughs> it's hard like i'm glad that you admire me because at times it's hard for myself to admire myself because I look for like other people like for you instant you seem like you have your goals and you know exactly what you want and you actually get up in the morning and do them me on the other hand sometimes <laughs> I'm like you know what I deserve an off day today I'm gonna make sure that I'll do this tomorrow tomorrow comes and my off day is extended <laughs> I take a lot of off days and that's something I have to work on but that's okay. Sometimes I need those off days, but I think something I really like changed in myself this semester, like last semester, I was like, do you know, today I deserve a break, but I said that a little too much. <laughs> so this semester I was like, let me give myself the break, like yeah. after I get a certain amount of things done. So like on Thursday, I took myself out for like a cupcake and coffee because I had just like gotten so much done throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that wasn't really a break, but it's just kind of like a self-reward. And you're mm-hmm. like, I feel re- rejuvenized. Let's get more done. Yeah. But last semester, it was rough. And you just, every day, you're like, today, you know, I really deserve a break. <laughs> the whole day off. I don't want to deal with any human being except myself today. <laughs> you know when people say, like, um, my class was canceled this morning. And by cancel, I mean I canceled it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but, but it's hard. Yeah, it's, it is. And I, whoever is listening, like, I just want to encourage everybody to, like, keep going because, like, where you're at is not where, like, God wants you to be. Like, that's not your last spot. stop. Yeah. It's just like a, a little pit stop along yeah. the way. You're learning something right now. You just don't know what it is. Or you do know what it is, and you have to take action for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because God's not going to do everything for you. you got to do some work, too. So you can't just sit there and be like, I'm going to be rich and a millionaire and take care of my family. And you're just sitting on the couch watching Netflix all the time. Mm -hmm. You definitely have to let God do his work, but it's a two-way street. You have to play your part as well. Yeah, and sometimes it feels like you're doing all the work and he's like took a vacation. But (laughs) sometimes he wants you just to live out your life a little bit. Because whatever you are doing in your life, you're going to come across like 
the exact moment where he wants you to be just by living your life. So. Amen. But thank you guys for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed having you on here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I probably will be having a YouTube channel soon. Um, I'll let you know what the name of it will be. Yeah. But just letting like the listeners know as well, like I will be having a YouTube channel. I don't know what it's going to cover, but the three major things that I am going to cover is like my lock journey. I will be locking my hair soon. Um, you know, my husband and like our family journey mm -hmm. with the child. We're not going to really show the child, but we're going to mention the child a lot. Yeah. Kind of. Like, short really fast. <laughs> like, take it off screen. And, like, maybe my spiritual journey as well. And That'd be awesome. Well. But other than that, it's, like, vlogging almost at the same time. So, we'll see. I'm going to subscribe. Please do. <laughs> subscribe, guys. But thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to let God be God and obey. Obey. There's two <laughs> parts. Don't forget that. <laughs> Obey, but thanks again guys. Bye. Bye